We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's talk about the Notre Dame defense, Vince, yeah. because the headliners. Yeah, this was this was the deal. I mean, breaking down the film, it was interesting. Here's my takeaway. There, there were actually some opportunities where USC might have been able to hit a couple plays in the pass game late down the field, but the pass rush was so consistent that he never had the time to get there. He had to get off his read too quick, and you said it to me when we were talking, Vince, and I'll let you dive into it more. By the time they got to the third or fourth series of the game, his clock was super sped up, and he could never get back into rhythm. He was unable and unwilling to throw the ball down the field all game long because he was so spooked by the pass rush because of how just quickly they got to him in this game. And to me, that was a big big part of of this win for Notre Dame well and there there were multiple times where you know he bailed out of a pocket before he needed to because he was afraid of what was happening around him and when then when he did that he would spin out and all of a sudden he'd be face to face with a guy with another jersey on from Notre Dame I mean Mm -hmm. and that was that was the biggest issue is that he had his eyes downfield but when you're worried about the pass rush your eyes aren't just downfield they're also paying attention to what's right in front of you. And when that's the case, and we saw, we've look, Notre Dame fans, right? We've seen that be the case for Notre Dame quarterbacks an awful lot over the last few years, okay? And that was the case with Caleb Williams on Saturday night. He was paying a heck of a lot more attention to the guys in front of him than the guys that were running routes beyond the, the front, right? Because Notre Dame was putting that kind of pressure on him. And then, of course, when he when he threw the interceptions, not only was he seeing things that weren't there, but he was also throwing off his back foot, just trying to make a play, changing his arm angle, you know, doing all of these different things that just made him ineffective. And Notre Dame made him pay for it because they were off schedule throws. And then Notre Dame was able to pick him off. And so, you know, he was, he was quote, seeing ghosts, but he was also really focused on the pass rush. And when that's the case, man, you know that you've got this kid beat. 
When, whenever a quarterback is paying more attention to the pass rush than he is to what he wants to do down the field, that's when you know that you've got him where you want him. You've got him rattled. They are bringing pressures from different angles. Man, it was just a it was a master class on how to rattle a really good quarterback, frankly. Yeah. And and it also says, Vince, it also says this is why it's good to turn your defensive line loose. Because there were some missed opportunities. There were some some missed coverage mistakes by Notre Dame. And I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the first because you and I talked about this postgame show, how the guy was open. And I think you, you know, this is the first interception. Okay. But you guys to look at the tight end. He is I mean, wide he open. So he ran right open. by. I think it was a mistake by Marist because DJ Brown looked like he was coming on a blitz, but then he peeled off to the back, which is what I think he's supposed to do. It looked like Marist also ran with the back and he let the tight end run right past him. So there was some sort of coverage miscommunication between Marist and DJ. I don't want to definitely say it was my opinion was it was Marist that made the mistake. It might have been DJ. That you know, like it might have been somebody else. There was clearly a blown covered situation here. But why? does this play get made? There's a wide open receiver. If he catches that ball, it's him and Xavier Watts in space. That's it. Yep. The, look, guys, both corners have their backs turned to the wide receivers, locking them down. playing man. Way. I mean, yeah, right. of course they are. Thomas yes. Harper has his guy. The tight end, if, yep. if Xavier Watts misses this tackle, this guy's going to run for at least another 20, 30 yards if he doesn't score. Sure. Why does this turn into an intercept? This, this is a game-changing play. Why does it happen? Look at that. He's on it. He's throwing on his heels. He's got Javante Jean-Baptiste in his in his face. If he steps into this throw, he's getting destroyed. He's out of the game. Correct. Javante Jean-Baptiste yeah. would have crushed him. Correct. You know what I mean? He has to make this throw, sidearms it. He tries to go this way. Ball sails on him, and Xavier Watts picks it off. So 100 percent coverage wise, there was a mistake here. Notre Dame made a mistake, but you turned your line loose. You and, and here's what happened. So if you look at this, you see this is J.D. Bertrand right here. So what happened was, Vince, they did a really nice, a really quick edge twist or edge stunt where they just, Devontae was wide, and at the snap, he just slanted right inside of the right tackle, and J.D. came off perfectly right around him, and the right tackle froze, and Javante just beat him inside. Like, he barely got a hand on him, but Javante smoked him inside. Just that split second is all Javante needed to beat that guy. And now he's in Caleb's face. This is a six foot six kid with crazy long arms. Caleb has no chance to get off a clean throw here. This is why you turn, this is why you let your defense attack. And then look up here, right? See that right there? That's the feet of the official. That's, the line, how, that's the line of scrimmage. Look how <laughs> deep the Notre Dame defensive guys are. This is the line of scrimmage right here. They are getting penetration. He has got a fault though on his back foot. And that is why this play works. Even though there's a guy wide open, that's why this play works because of the pressure. And Vince, this was a big key all game long, all game long. It was a huge part of this game. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The fall season is incredibly busy for me, which makes it hard to spend the time needed to make healthy meals and live a healthy life. If you have the same problem, you'll want to try Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. It can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. I've had Factor Meals, and I'm going to continue buying from them, especially with a special discount for Irish Breakdown listeners. With Factor, you skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping and prepping and cleaning up too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back to crushing your goals. You can choose from 35 weekly flavor-packed, fresh, never frozen meals that promote a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, all ready to eat in two minutes. Head to factormeals.com slash irish50 and use code irish50 to get 50% off. That's irish50 at factormeals.com slash irish50 to get 50% off. I've tried it. I'm sticking with them. You should try too. And as a defensive coordinator or somebody that just enjoys defense, right? If you can, you throw that picture back up, or is that possible? Mm-hmm. The yeah. one thing that you'd love to I know, see, I trashed it. Sorry, man. So it's no big deal. So I'm, one thing, I'm you, kidding. I, I'm oh, joking. okay. Like, why would I trash it all of a sudden? Sorry. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> um, right? You can't see my cursor. So the the right and the the right the right side of the offensive line, right? You can see their numbers on their chest. Okay. Yeah. Because they're turned around because they messed up, okay? Yes. And so when you, if the quarterback can look you in the eye as an offensive lineman, that's a major problem. And that happened yeah. so many times in this game because offensive linemen were letting Notre Dame loose because of what they were doing or they were just getting beat flat out. And, I mean, both of those guys have completely done a 180 and are running back towards the quarterback because they know that they screwed up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like – that is a – I remember I I was new on a staff um, at, at one of the high schools where I was coaching, and, and the head coach had, like, his his background of his computer, and it was because his son was the quarterback. And it was a great shot of him just throwing the ball. You know, he's, like, mid-throw or whatever, and the shot is taken behind the offense, right? Four out of the five linemen are facing the camera. And I'm like, that's not good, coach. Like, that's not a great picture. I realize it's a great picture of your kid. That is not a great picture because your offensive linemen are all turned around chasing the quarterback. And he just started mm-hmm. laughing. He's like, I didn't even notice that. And I was like, well, maybe that's part of the problem. Uh, yeah. But but uh, that's what you love to see. If you're, if you're playing defense, that's what you want to see. You want to see those offensive linemen just turn the wrong direction saying, oh, no, I just got my quarterback killed. And mm-hmm. so that's the first thing that I noticed on this 
still shot that you show is those two guys running back towards Caleb Williams. That was that's a great shot right there. So that's a play that I that I liked from this game, Vince. Here's a, here's another one that I want to that I want to talk about too is the second interception because I thought that was a really impressive play. Um, so the second the second interception here, it was it, it, I'm not going to necessarily break it down break it down a little bit. I like the call, but it was also just a heck of a play by Xavier Watts. I, I really liked the call actually. So. This particular play, Vince, this is the second interception from Xavier Watts. So you've got press man here by Benjamin Morrison down here. He comes on a corner fire. And so immediately, and then, so what Notre Dame does is you see how Josh Burnham is out wide here. So Josh Burnham's wide, like he's going to edge rush. So what they did is they, they brought Burnham inside on a power rush, and they brought Benjamin right off the edge. Two good things happen here. Number one, Benjamin runs right past the blocker. And so Caleb's already panicking. And then he can't step into the pocket because Burnham, I think he was on the guard. I thought he slammed inside the guard. He drives the guard back into the line, back, back, and Caleb's got nowhere to go. So that's why Caleb kind of throws off of his back foot on this one too because he thinks he's going to scramble, and then that gets knocked back to him, and then he tries to throw this ball. Xavier Watts intercepts it. Do you guys see where Xavier Watts is on this play? He's right here. So Xavier actually made an incredibly athletic play. So Xavier, because they're bringing in corner fire, he's got to cover this guy, this receiver. And so he starts to drop, and then that guy runs across, and Xavier sees it and just drives on it and beats him across the field. And the interesting thing is, if the, so the receiver, Vince, made a mistake as well. He's running across, and as Caleb starts to throw, the receiver then climbs because he saw he saw JD, JD Bertrand. Because if if Xavier doesn't pick it off, JD might have <laughs> the way that he threw it. You know what I mean? If the receiver stayed, so they high load it, but Xavier's ability to close on the football on this play was phenomenal, phenomenal. But the receiver also made a mistake, and Notre Dame made him pay for it. Because when Xavier's coming down on that guy, Xavier probably breaks up the pass if 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 Caleb tries to throw it there. He was not open. Probably a bro- broken up pass. Maybe JD picks it off. But as soon as the receiver climbs, Xavier was reading through the receiver to the quarterback. Once Once Caleb goes here, Xavier just runs right past the receiver who climbs and just picks it off and takes it back. So you had Benjamin making a great pass rush, Burnham bullying a guard into the backfield, and once again, Caleb Williams is rattled and and rushes a throw and makes a mistake and rushes a throw. It just happened, Vince, all game long. I mean, it it was literally just all game long they had this kid completely shook. I'm looking at the third interception now, and he's running running a play-action pass, and as soon as he gets to the top of his drop, Patelho's in the backfield, Javon Javante John Baptiste is in the backfield, and Howard Cross is just kind of throwing a guard aside, and there's three guys right in his face. Like as soon as he gets the top of his play action drop, I'm actually gonna take not much you can do with that. that. No, there's there's not much you can do with with that. that. And that's not even on Caleb Williams. That's that's that part's not. Yeah, that 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 part's not on him. But he so I'm gonna I'm gonna show these next this this the next two interceptions about kind of what. There were some heads-up plays. He, he never should have thrown it. I mean, it was just a bad right. decision on him to throw it. Well, and he's trying. He's trying to make plays. And, and yes, 
in his defense, if I can this say was, it that way. The one we just did, Vince, was the worst of the reads. Would you say that? Agreed. Yeah, no, okay. absolutely. And, and that's because, actually, Benjamin Morrison made a really nice play on the third We're going to show that one next. Yeah, he yes. made a really nice play. But um, I he – look, Caleb Williams won the Heisman Trophy for a reason because he goes off right. script and he makes plays when there's no plays to be made, right? So he's used to doing that. Mm-hmm. This Notre Dame made him pay for it. I mean, that's the difference. Right. And and they made those, they made it so that when he was trying those plays, the percentages just dwindled, like dwindled, yep. right? And yeah. and Notre Dame capitalized on it. I mean, that was the difference uh in this game. Here's the third interception of the game, okay. Vince. Yeah, okay. And you see this right here. Batelho beat his guy inside. He knows – you see Marist is ready to ha- – so this is part of the great game plan. Marist is sitting right here saying, run it outside. I dare you. Right. Javante right. has outside contain here, so this is part of the pressure. You bring Jordan inside, Marist steps up outside in case he gets outside the pocket, right? And then Javante, he's got – this is literally, folks, if you go back and watch the play, this is the third interception. So it was about two and a half minutes left in the sec- second quarter. He's got – Gets to the top of his drop, and immediately there's three guys right in his face. Then he takes off running. And you can see the coverage is pretty decent, but he does. Clarence Lewis is initially beat on that play Yep. when Caleb sees it. Now you get to the second part. Here's why he's trying to make that throw. This is actually a throw he makes all the time. Mm-hmm. And Clarence is playing on the upfield shoulder, so he might complete this ball, maybe, if he can throw and lead it. But the problem is the reason Clarence is kind of playing where he's playing is because you've got somebody else kind of in front of him. He never sees Benjamin Morrison. Nope. And this was a great heads-up play by Benjamin because right now, if Caleb throws a rope and Benjamin just stays on his guy, it might be an incomplete pass. Maybe he completes it. But you guys can see Benjamin's up here on the sideline. But as soon as he comes here, Benjamin saw his eyes and immediately found that route, looked it up, and picks it off. Mm-hmm. So That's it was play. pressure. Great play. And once you get that guy's eyes starting to look down, Vince, he's not going to have the peripheral he normally has. Right. He's not going to have it. And as you can see, everybody else is covered. I mean, there's just nobody open. Right. And pick it off. I mean, it was just – there was so much of that. I thought also things that hurt him, they did a great job of mixing up their looks with the safeties. They would show too high, stay too high, show off man, you know, show off coverage, come up. Uh, they would line up with just single high looks with a safety, both safeties down. There were times they were like eight in a box, yeah, you know, like man. you'd have the rover down and then you'd have the other safety, the nickel down and the other safety down. They're playing single high. And then they would roll out of that. They ran a three, one, seven. Did you see that? That was yeah. the, the play that Caleb Williams took off and ran for a touchdown. They ran a 3-1-7. There was three defensive linemen, one linebacker, seven defensive backs. So, uh, Xavier Watts had come down was playing middle linebacker. And then wow. Maris had walked up and was on the line of scrimmage. And, and that play, the reason that play didn't work for them because of the hold is because right. Howard Cross just beat his guy inside. And, and he, he would have been hold him, He makes the tackle. He yeah. would have been there to meet him in the hole. He would have yeah. met Caleb Williams in the hole for no gain, maybe even a, a loss. Because he yeah. was right there, and he just got – it was a great call by the officials. I mean, it was very obvious. But, I mean, he just got held badly on that play. Yep. Just badly. So, and when you hold the guy that's in the hole, it's pretty obvious. Yep. But 
So pass game wise, Vince, I mean, again, there's a couple times guys came open late. Cam, I thought a couple times lost guys really late because he turned around to try to find the ball and then they broke off routes and they're like, oh, I'm open. Sure. But I'm like, the odds of the quarterback seeing you at that point in time or having the time five seconds right. into the route of hitting right. it is like, come on, bro, that's not going to happen. But just he never got comfortable. I don't know that I that I can think of a single play that beyond just catch and throw a quick game where Caleb Williams looked comfortable in the pocket. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com That's the definition. I mean, that that is the the storyline for this game, right? Is that Caleb Williams was uncomfortable the entire game. And you you can listen to USC fans, oh, we beat ourselves, we beat ourselves. Notre Dame forced Caleb Williams to beat himself because of the way that he was looking at the pass rush all game long. I mean, all game long. And so when when that happened, as soon, what was it, about maybe end of the first quarter, maybe midway through the second quarter, I had no faith that they were going to come back because it's just the way that Caleb Williams was playing with this defense. And as long as the defense continued, like that was my only You're talking about one that was 17 to three? Was that yeah. you talking about then? Because 10 to three, yeah. I was still a little nervous. They're one. No, 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 play, right, right. 17 to three after the second pick. And I was they, like, yeah, it's good. And the defense kept playing that way. Like I was worried that they were going to hold up or, you know, maybe not continue to they, be as aggressive. They did once, Vince. They when it was did. 24 to three. And then once USC got past midfield, what did Notre Dame do? They right, right, right back, back to attacking. It. Yes. And I remember I said, I think I said it to you. I was like, oh, crap. They're kind of doing a little prevent here. They're they're sitting yeah. back. There's way like, too much, like a minute and a half. Right. Way too much yes. time for that. Exactly. And it was like, come on, guys. What are you doing? And then they started. That's that old school coaching mentality, like, okay. man. It's because yeah. he's a 50-something-year-old, and that's just kind of what they grew up doing, sure. man. We are all we all have that in us. We All, all sure. coaches have that stuff. This is what we did when I was brought up sure. and this is just kind of what you do that's not a criticism it's just the way that it is it just is what it is but yeah. pass game wise man i just i love what i saw just overall scheme wise and we'll, we'll talk about the run game next because you know we did we talked a ton about the defense on saturday night so we're, we're going to just yeah. do a little breakdown here and then we'll, we'll, we'll dive into the keys to victory and, and spend more time on the defense in that part of it but i i liked how he mixed up his front looks to vince there was a lot of, and they did something interesting in this game. They, they've done it to a degree, but they did a lot of just playing, like they were in double twos against USC a lot. And two is basically head up on the guard. And then they would just kind of pick a side and you never knew what side they were going to give. And they they got USC into a lot of negativity, uh, a lot of negatives, I should say, in those type of looks. Because sometimes they would come off and they would just bull rush and just like two gap in the run game. Other times they would shoot gaps. Other times they would do quick twists. 
and USC's linemen were as thrown off and mixed up Vince as the as the quarterback was. They just didn't know what was coming. And yeah. and I thought that was something I, you know again mixed up the coverage looks and how you use the linebackers was different. Let's talk about the run game. Cause I, I was impressed but with the run defense against USC. And I was impressed with the um just the overall execution of the game plan, I thought was as good as we've seen, just snap after snap after snap. Yeah. Now there was the one there was two mistakes in the run game. There was the there was even on the, the long touchdown run where yes, Howard Cross got held. How about the yeah the 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 one that got called back? Yeah, but there was yeah, a yeah. bad run fit on that that also let him get free. And then they had the third. There was second and twenty, and they ran a draw, and yet a really bad run fit by a safety on that play. A back ran a safety on that play that allowed him to get that extra yards and kind of get down closer to the first down sticks. So there were two of those things that I saw in the game. That um, you know, again, just a couple of those. There weren't a lot. Just pointing out that it wasn't a. There wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a lot of that. Just point out that it was a, it wasn't perfect, right? Which is a good thing. It means it's not perfect. It's means you can improvement, baby. Come on, right? Now. But outside of that, Vince, a couple nitpicks here and there. I thought the run game plan was good. I thought, you know, you you, you your defensive line was doing a lot of things. You know, they were two gapping at times. They're shooting gaps at times. The one of the positives, Vince, that we saw from the run game, Vince, uh, on top of of the two the lining up in twos is how they use the D tackles in the run game. Sometimes they would slant. Sometimes they would just vertical penetrate. Sometimes they would two gap USC didn't have a good field. They would kind of guess a lot in the run game and they often guessed wrong. The other part too, is this was as good as I've seen. And this is kudos to the D lineman and to Al Washington. This was as good of a, of a job as I've seen defensive tackles, bl- shedding blocks, block destruction, getting off to the football. Like they were getting to the ball a lot and either making the tackle or slowing the guy down for the linebackers to crash. That to me, because when I say Vince, you and I know this is offensive guys. If you are getting beat up front and the D line is, 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 is beating your linemen, you can't run the football. I don't care what's going on in other positions. You're going to run the football. And they just consistently all night long, one at the point of attack, but the block destruction was such a huge part of that. Well, and I also thought the D-line did a good job of not allowing the USC offensive line to get to the second level. At I, I I thought the linebackers were able to scrape freely. They were able to come downhill, fill the holes, and do what they wanted to do. I mean, we look, we, we've talked about this in football 101 a million times, right? The linebackers are only as good as the guys playing in front of them. Well, they weren't allowing USC to get to them and allowed those linebackers to play. So that's why, I mean, look, Jenny Bertrand's a great player. I think he's a great college linebacker but man he's even better when he's not getting blocked right Mm -hmm. i mean he was able to come downhill and make some plays and do some things that were really really impressive because he didn't have to worry about those those usc linemen getting to him same with maris Mm -hmm. you know same with jack i mean it was was kind of all night long right there were a couple of times but for the most part the d-line did a great job because they were so worried about what that d-line was doing they didn't have time to get to the linebackers because mm-hmm. the D-line was so destructive up front, which, I mean, just allowed those guys to really, really, really play well. Yeah. To your point earlier, Vince, about the um, USC defense, because I'm looking at it now, Pro Football Focus had them credited with five pressures the whole game. That's it. 
And those are all like it could have been two guys on the same play. Like it that, that's been. how they do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And only one hit on the quarterback. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, and then you compare that to the Notre Dame side. <laughs> and Notre Dame's defensive linemen, they had 33 pressures, scoring pro 33 pressures, 11 sacks. Now that they'll count like if two guys get to the guy at the same time, they both get one sack. Okay. That, they don't do halves. So and then four other hits on the quarterback in the game. So you had a lot of a lot of really good play. If you tell really me those just play. those stats right there on pressures of the quarterback for both sides, right? I'm like, okay, well, Notre Dame must have played pretty stinking mm-hmm. well because yep. that's the way I mean, that was the recipe. Well, that's the recipe for USC to win any game is Caleb Williams has to beat you. And if they're hitting him as many times as they were and hurrying him as many times as they were, he's going to have a rough night. And he did. I mean, that that's true. And here's the key for me. Your defensive lineman, Javante, Jean-Baptiste, Howard Cross, Riley Mills combined for 15 hurries, two total hits, two total sacks, 11 total hurries, excuse me, 15 total pressures. Just those guys. Nana added two pressures. Burnham had a pressure, and he didn't play the second half. He got hurt in the second half. But Telho had a, a pressure. So you – and then, of course, Bubakar had the sack. Right. So your defensive line was very active and disruptive in this game. Yep. Very active and disruptive in this game. And then, to me, as I've said before, that makes the linebacker pressure so much better. Marist had yep. – was accredited with three hits on the quarterback, two sacks and a hit. J.D. had two. Jalen Steed had one. And and why was that happening? Thomas Harper had a hit, had a hit in a sack. Why why was that happening? Because as we showed on that one play, when the defensive line is getting three, four yards into the backfield and your linebackers, they can come downhill right. and now they're coming free. And it looked a lot like the NC State game on the pressures that did work in that game is when the linebackers were coming, or I mean the Duke game, excuse no, yeah, Duke game. But I remember the NC State game. Maris would come free on a on a blitz, and as soon as he'd get through the line, the quarterback's still like six, seven yards away. Because it was happening at the line of scrimmage, where against Duke and especially in this game, when Maris was getting past the defensive line, Caleb Williams was like right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they—that's what we call when you know you guys want to use phrases. Let's pull that play up, Vince. Actually, because that's a perfect example of what we're talking about when we talk about resetting the line of scrimmage. We'll give you yes. two examples here. When you talk about resetting the line of scrimmage, this is an example of what we're talking about right here. The line of scrimmage is the thirty-five yard line. Look, this is Caleb at the top of his drop. Look how deep three of Notre Dame's four defensive linemen are. And like that's a that's excellent. I mean, that that's excellent. I'm gonna pull up the other play that we were just looking at, Vince, and, and uh try to find that. No, that's the interception. It'd be this one. Let's pull this one up. And is it this one? No, that's not it. I mean, I'm gonna find it. Don't 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 worry. I, I remember which one you were it. talking about because they they had yeah. the they had it moved about four yards, I believe. Yeah. Uh, the last time we looked at it. Yeah, it was it was impressive. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, no, it but was it, that but, play. It was the it was the play. It was the inter, the first interception. That's that's the one I I did want to actually it was that one. But like again, right here, line of scrimmage is the thirty-seven yard line. Right here, look how deep these guys are getting and, and he didn't have a whole lot of time to get there. Right. So you, you saw, and you saw a lot of this in the game, Vince. A lot oh my gosh. And 
it was it was both sides of the ball for for Notre Dame because they they were reestablishing the offensive line of scrimmage for themselves down Decent as amount. well. Yeah. You know, more often than not, way more than they they, they had mistakes. been the first couple of. Is games. that fair to say when they weren't making mistakes, they were moving USC yes. off the ball? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, but defensively, it was even worse. I mean, or for for USC, it was it was even better worse for, for USC. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to make sure I say that correctly. Well, we're offensive I, guys. We're looking at it from an yeah. offensive point of view. It was worse. Right. It was worse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they were getting even even if they didn't get to Caleb Williams, they were pushing offensive linemen into Caleb Williams by reestablishing the line of scrimmage. So, like that's the difference in in, in this whole thing. So. It, it was it was so much fun to watch this defense just run around and just be active and fly to the football and make the best quarterback in the country not look like the best quarterback in the country for the vast majority of that game. And so, yes, there's some stuff they have to clean up. But overall, man, th- this is a great launching point for this defense if they can continue but, doing this. I, I want to reiterate what I said earlier. People have said, I've heard this said, and we talked about it in the show today, and we'll talk about it now. People said Notre Dame has laid the blueprint for other teams to follow. And I'm going to repeat again, the defensive line did great, but a big reason why this was allowed and the reason why a lot of other teams can't replicate this against USC is because the number of teams that can put a number five and a number 20 on the outside and say, exactly. block them. N- nailed it. I mean – you can't Utah can't replicate that because they will just Correct. win on the outside. And, and, and like a 13 a and a zero. Yeah. And like the couple times Cam got beat, it was like five seconds into the play, and the guy's right. breaking off to the corner of the end zone. And it's like he's not gonna see that unless the def- unless unless the D-lines get no pressure. So it right. feeds off of each other. You know, Absolutely. because and why was Cam peaking? Because he saw Caleb scrambling around because they were getting that pressure on him. And same thing with Benjamin, right? It's like when you can just put guys out there and say, lock them. Yep. It opens up just, your entire playbook defensively, yeah. guys. I'm telling you right now. And you can be aggressive. It, you can take some chances. Yeah. You can say, hey, look, we're going to bring six on this play. Because bringing six against USC can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. It can be very, very dangerous because of just how those guys are. They, they just they're, – they're just – yeah, you make one mistake, man, and it's gone. Oh, yeah. Sure. And and so you look at what they did in this game, and I'm going to compare this. Cam Hart, he he was they were three for three against Cam Hart, right? One was caught for one yard, one was caught for minus two. That's one issue I do have with, with pro football folks and their data collection is if I'm playing off coverage and they run a screen, that's considered a catch against me. Right. Oh, that's fine. I mean, we know that. But in those three completions, they had 10 yards. 10 yards. Cam got uh, beat late inside on an in-cut on one of the times they didn't have good pressure. Actually had pretty decent uh, alignment there. Benjamin Morrison also gave up three completions, Vince, on six targets. And they had 14 yards. So... When your outside receivers for an offense that that does what USC does production wise, ah, big plays. combined for twenty four yards against your outside corners, I don't care who you have at quarterback, you're you're not going to win. You're not going to win. And so, I mean, it was it was a really good night, 
in that regard, Vince. Really mm-hmm. good night. When your corners can do that, you're going to beat a lot of people. A lot of people. So true. And that's what Notre Dame did. So I, I was I was thrilled to, to, to see what they did. But that's such a big part of it is when you can lock up outside, it gives you, as a D coordinator, it gives you so much more you can do. You, so much more aggressiveness. And I'm glad we're seeing Coach Golden mixing up how to be aggressive. Sometimes yeah. it's bringing four. some Because there was a couple of times where they brought four and you could see that Cam uh, Caleb wanted to get rid of the ball quick, but they were actually zoned. They were dropping the linebackers and then it ate up the window. And here's another thing they did defensively that I liked, Vince, uh, 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 pass game-wise. Did you notice in this game they were doing more squatting on the inside against the USC receivers and Brock, and trying to force them to go outside? I was like, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because like, because the middle's been open all year. Because they – and it's good game planning because USC runs a mess of, of mesh and sure. slants. Sure. And they were basically saying, if you're going to beat us on a slant or, or, or a cross, you're going to have to work to get there – we don't think you're going to have enough time to get there. I loved it. Loved yeah. it. Yep. And and then run game-wise too, Vince, a big difference in this game was how effective the linebackers were flowing, as you mentioned, but especially the number two linebacker, meaning remember the play against Ohio State where we talked about how it was a long touchdown run where Marist crashes the puller, blows them up, and JD doesn't find the ball, runs into another blocker, and then the guy gets outside and he goes for a long play. Yeah, you know, Cam got held. Xavier took a bad angle. All that kind of stuff. You remember the play I'm talking about? The 61 yard oh, game. I remember. Oh, how could I forget? On the third and three, right before the fourth down stop by JD, they ran a very similar play. And Maris comes off, blows up the lead blocker. And instead of J.D. looking up a, a blocker, J.D. has his eyes right on the running back. And he explodes downhill and stuffs the guy short of the third and three, stuffs him about a yard and a half yard short of the first down marker. Like, look, you made that mistake against Ohio State. Burned you. Learned. Next chance you get, don't make that same mistake. Right. And then what happens the next play? This is why we say it's so important to tackle well, so important to make stops. The more times that you make them run plays, the more chances they have to make a mistake or you make a play. Very next play, they brought a double outside fire on an inside run and and on a read zone, J.D. smashes past the guy, tackles Caleb Williams and the the running back. He tackles the mesh. Yeah, blows it up. It was awesome. So the play of the linebackers was great. There was a couple mistakes here and there, a couple bad run fits here and there. Those things are always going to happen. Sure, but just the overall way that the two uh, the two linebackers were playing together inside, and then Jack didn't play. You know, didn't have the ball come his way a ton. Jack Kaiser didn't have it come his way a ton, but he was aggressive. I thought. I mean, he played Mm -hmm. uh, looks like seventeen snaps, but I. And there was a couple times, Vince, I thought they were going to get to the perimeter and the linebackers just ate it up. Well, and just, he, he's, he still had the third most tackles on the team. And, and yeah. I mean, so on seventh place because he was very active. Right. The linebackers That's, getting outside to the perimeter yeah. was a huge part of why USC just couldn't get anything going in the run game. And right. they did a great job, too. USC does their spread team, Vince, so they, an air raid spread. So what do they do a lot of? G wraps and T wraps. And what Notre Dame was doing is the play side linebacker on that play, on those plays, as soon as they saw the tackle pull, the play side guy would crush it, just blow yeah. it up. 
And so the hole was just eaten up. And then that allowed the backside scraper and the front side safety that was coming down to just blow that stuff up. And then, so that's when they kept trying to run that read zone stuff. So what they were doing was, is they were trying to run that read zone stuff. It was RPOs actually, where, you know, they'll run the RPO and if they crash it, they're normally pulling and throwing. But Notre Dame was, that's why Notre Dame taking that inside coverage away on those looks was so good because you couldn't get inside. But then he's pulling on the RPO and the D line's right there. There's nowhere can go. I mean, it was, it was, yes, it was a great scheme and Al Golden did a great job, but they executed it, man. I mean, they physically beat USC's butts in this game. And it was about as good of a team defensive performance as I've ever seen from a Notre Dame team. I, yeah. Honestly, like Top since I've been doing this, one yeah. of the best, when you consider the quality of the competition, right? one of the best team, you, uh, you, you'd have to probably go back to 2012 to find something better. Against the quality of this competition, D-line played great, linebackers played great, corners played like normal, which is <laughs> great. You know what I mean? And then the safeties probably had their best game there. And not just because of the three picks. Take the three picks away. First, third down conversion. They try to run a pivot, ISO pivot on Xavier Watts. He eats it up. Because they did a really nice job with the the, – when they would run all that mesh stuff, they did a really nice job of of passing off and driving on stuff, like beating them to spots. But what USC does to teams like that, Vince, is they'll start to run those mesh, and if they see you jumping it like that, they'll pivot and run like a pivot route out back outside. Xavier saw it. As soon as that guy planted, Xavier went right on him. But here's the thing. The angle that he took, you remember the play I'm talking about, the third down? The angle that he took, they like to run those not those pivot nods. So they'll fake a pivot and then go back. But the angle Xavier took, if they tried that, he'd run. He'd turn around and run right into Xavier's face. Perfect. Perfect angle. Perfect coverage. Reddit, I mean, it. Dude, I'm sitting there getting fired up right now. Like, you should have seen me when I was watching. I was like, this is this is a master class of defensive play. You know, safety's playing alleys, DJ Brown taking over, t- playing over the top, taking away the deep ball. There's a couple times like maybe Caleb could have tried to fit a deep ball in there off his back heels. But it's like, I don't know if he could have got it in before DJ got there. You know, right. it, there just was so much of that, man. Just great team defense. And when one guy would make a mistake, there was always somebody there right behind a man to step up and make a play i just but even if he did throw one of those long balls off of his back foot right that's such a low percentage right play and you know the way things were going notre dame had a great shot of either breaking it up or picking it off you know what i mean yeah. it just it's yeah throw it off your back foot i know you're a great quarterback throw it off your back foot let's see what happens and we saw what happened a bunch do you know yeah. how many shots that caleb williams took beyond 20 yards past the line of scrimmage Oh my gosh, I don't remember him putting it deep very often. There was the Once. one that was that was the uh, pass interference, right? Mm, no, that's not the one I'm thinking of. No. Okay. There was one play he because they don't count that as an attempt. Oh there okay. was one play. And it was a go route on Benjamin Morrison where he basically forced the guy. Oh yeah, pass. he was in his back pocket. Like there was yeah. no chance of completing that yeah. pass. Coming into the first six games of the year, Caleb Williams had completed six, 16 passes of that went 20 or more yards behind the line of scrimmage. Most effective zone, 10 touchdown passes, 668 yards, 21.5 yards per attempt. Actually, it would have been more than that because this counts in the Notre Dame game. He was 16 of 30 on balls 20 yards or more past the line of scrimmage. 
He threw one against Notre Dame, and it was incomplete. It was over. And here's the other thing. So coming into the game, they were at they were they had thrown. Let's see here. So that's four. So they had completed 25 balls in six games past the line of scrimmage. That's about four a game for, let's see here, 50, 65. So they were averaging, let's see here, 475. My thing isn't working. They were averaging coming into the game, Vince, about 82 yards per game on the intermediate throws. And they were averaging six. So they were averaging 111 throw yards per game on throws one or beyond. So that's about, what is it, about 193, 194. If you, if you add the two per points up there, it's about 194 yards per game on throws 10 yards or more past the line of scrimmage. About 194 coming into the game. USC completed four of 10 passes. 10 yards past the line of scrimmage for 65 yards. They could not get the ball past 10 yards, man. Right. Because he didn't have time to throw it there. Didn't have time. And the coverage was that good. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's insane, guys. 194, 63. And a couple of those were with them playing soft coverage on that late second quarter drive. And honestly, a few of those were Caleb Williams just making a play, like throwing a sidearm. There was you know. one blown coverage, the tight end route backside. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I mean, there. I mean, I'll give Caleb Williams some credit. He made some plays that most quarterbacks aren't going to make because he had a guy right in his face, and he kind of threw like a little sidearm deal, you know, whatever. Some of those classes aren't even made, you know, if this is yep. any other quarterback. So yep. you know. I give credit where it's due, but he was, he had to make those kinds of plays just to complete balls. Yep. And that tells you how good Notre Dame was playing defensively. Yep.